0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast, and everybody's here, and we're all talking football, and that's what we like to hear. Uh, we've got predictions, we've got reviews, we've got a, a whole host of football games going on, we've got football news, and uh, some light hearted football info. Before we get into the football, if I could ask you to take a minute to subscribe if you already haven't. Uh, If you have, then uh, ask a friend or a family member to do the same. They'll thank you for it. Right, there we go. Let's get on with it. It's time for football. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast.
1: Recording in progress
0: Yes, recording in progress He's back ladies and gentlemen So seeing as he's here We'll give him the honours of introducing His own podcast
1: Paul? Yeah, go on Stu What? Oh sorry, no sorry It was, it was me you referred to, yes Hello ladies and gentlemen, apologies for my uh, Absence last week uh, But yes All, all better now uh, he says with a voice that sounds like he's uh, he's smoked about eighty fags today, or been been on nothing but whiskey for you know the best part of eight days. Um, yes, you will. Uh, you, you're all you're all welcome back into the the loving bosom that is the football podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll go through some borough, forest, and hall-based Shanahanigans and. Give you, bring you all, bang up to date with the uh, the goings on in the football world.
0: Wonderful, wonderful intro. Where are we starting this week?
1: Might as well dive straight into last week's. Well, I say I say last week's predictions and results. But obviously, we'll only be able to do half of those as two of the games don't even do even kick off till tomorrow. Not to date the. Uh, we're going to have to pull back the curtain here aren't we to
2: kind of set it all up
0: we are the men behind the curtain um so what 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 paul is alluding to is the fact that um at time of recording one of the three second half of the week games is in play and two of them as as he said don't even play till tomorrow so what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a Around a, a, a roll-up, we're going to take the second half of the week, and we're going to add them to next week's predictions. As there is only three games to predict next week, and I believe a mention of an international break. Um, I will, I will obviously be going internationally for my break. So that just leaves three games to discuss, and what. Games they were absolute goal fest's left, right, and centre. Names that you didn't expect to see scoring goals. Let's get started with Birmingham versus Hull City. I, I at one point, I, th- I thought I'd missed like recording the number of goals that were in this game. Um, <laughs> Stew, well.
2: I'm very pleased to report that if it was possible to win a game nil nil, Hull would have done that, according to Sky. However, you may have picked up. Yeah, there was no goals. So apparently Hull had three clear cut chances to win and Hull just be doing whole things and not scoring any of them.
0: Yeah, so so nil nil, now then. Um I, I, I was like I oh, I should probably check whether uh, whether Paul gets points on this because he didn't put any predictions in so, and 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 there weren't any goals so he didn't he didn't predict any goals and there weren't any so is on a technicality is that uh, is that two points two points for Paul <laughs> <laughs> Matt,
1: stick Matt, him in Matt stick is him in the we'll, we'll on no one. we'll say no more and
0: we'll move on Matt is not convinced on this one what I will say is. You, you you might want to be more convinced when it when it comes to the uh, the next game because you know obviously we would need to talk about other technicalities for that for that one. Uh, yes, nil nil, no goal scorers, no goal scorers, no goal scored, um, which means that all of our predictions are worthless and it's uh, it's bagels across the board, gents. It can only get better from here when we talk about. Millwall, going up against Paul's favourite team, the Mighty Borough. Goal first?
1: Well, uh, you could say that. It would be a lie. Uh, Yes, this is our second game of the week that has finished 0-0. I was out on Saturday... For a walk with some friends, and uh, did it? Did it just assume at one point that I was in uh, a four G black spot because I was just kept checking my phone and nothing was coming through? And then I, I got the notification. It was half time. I was like, oh, so it's it's absolutely fine then. And, and then obviously carried on walking, and then got the notification uh, full time, and it was no less. I was like, oh yeah, there's. I've, if anything, I've got too much signal. Um, but yeah. Um, don't think anything of note happened in the game I haven't seen any of the highlights apart from a uh, a save that Joe Lumley pulled off in the top corner from a corner I believe from Millwall and that looked like it was possibly the only chance of note in the game, I think maybe Borough could have had a penalty but again I've not seen any of it so not entirely sure but yeah, not not one for the purists anyway. When it, when you've got Millwall involved, but nil nil, it's a point on the board. But are there any points on the board for any of the uh, podcast people? Let's have a look.
0: So nil nil, you would think you would think that's going to be very similar to the Birmingham Hull City game where there's no points on the board. However, I need some clarification because nil nil is still a draw. So if somebody picked a draw, for example, does that constitute as one point? Correct. Congratulations, Stu and Matt, for both predicting draws. That uh, doesn't change the week as such, but it does change, obviously, the scores that I've written down. Uh, I will now sulk. I, uh, I will now I proceed admit, to sulk about this for the rest of the podcast.
1: <laughs> I, I must admit that I did uh, I did partake of listening to the uh, the recording from last week, and uh, a very a very good job you did, boys. Much much uh, much applause there. And I did notice that at one point Matt had commented on the fact that I'd said that Burra are for one of a better phrase shit away from home. So I uh, I did quite enjoy the fact that obviously I'm. I'm I'm being listened to, so you are.
0: As quoted,
1: and, and then obviously ignored.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, in case anybody's wondering why I didn't add myself into the uh, the points fest that is nil nil still gets you points. Uh, that's because I had Middlesbrough down to win heavily, <sighs> but it's fine because Nottingham Forest versus Reading happened. I uh, will go at uh, this point in time. Paul, you thought you had some kind of weird 4G black spot. I went on to start like putting the, the scores down and was like, Has it not refreshed? No, because no, it, it's got the little FT. I was like, Is this a wind up? Has somebody done this on purpose? But yes, two lots of nil nil, followed by a third nil nil. Yes, Matt?
3: No, we had, we had all the goals, all the goals.
0: So this Not was the room. thing. This was the thing. I, I, what I realised when doing the, the taught it all up, I was like, oh, Nottingham Forest took uh, all the duty. Yeah, yeah, we got we. Yeah, we, it started
3: well. So first Forest goal was in seventeen seconds. So uh, cracking start, um, and then uh, so Keirin Davis who. I think I might have made a comment a couple of weeks ago that he looked like he couldn't hit the uh, back end of something with a banjo. Um, and then he roundly set about proving me wrong this weekend. So two goals for him. The second goal was really good. Um, it was quite a nice kind of turn and finish. I'm going to say it. I've seen it on the Forest Twitter somewhere. Reminiscence of Stan Collymore. That, you know, that, that's a big name to say in Forest. Um Purely striking related, other activities are ignored, um, and then uh, and then of course to keep uh, to keep Paul uh, kind of in in uh, you know going. Uh, Ryan Yates turned up and uh, I mean smashed the goal, uh, smashed the ball in the back of the net. Very nice finish, not a usual header, and then just to finish the afternoon off, Surridge slotted in the fourth goal in a rout. Uh, and after watching the Sheffield United game the previous week I think that the, a, a shoe in like this has probably been in the offing for a while for somebody and uh, Reading are pretty terrible and pretty much got what was coming kind of thing, so yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: a 4-0 win 4-0 um, I think we can all agree, clearly Nottingham Forest were picking up all the slack from, uh, from everybody else um, what's Gonna set aside here is did the three people that predicted scores go with a Nottingham Forest win? Let's face it, nobody was putting down 4 0. And could it come down to somebody having the foresight to predict one of the four goal scorers to take the lead and indeed the win for the week? Stu, you predicted a 2 0 Nottingham Forest win. That's points for you. Unfortunately, neither of your goal scorers scored a goal. Um, I, almost identical to your prediction, a 2 0 Nottingham Forest win. Point for me. The classic Johnson Zinkenagel goal scoring dr- duo did not net me any points. Matthew Moore, a 2-1 Nottingham Forest win. But a prediction of Davis sets sets the men aside from the boys. What that means is that Matthew wins that. And as we know already, not many points for the rest of the week. So, it's a 1-2-3. This guy bringing up the rear with the one point... Stuart man see two points. And this week's winner, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matthew Moore. Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, just, at-
2: just whilst we are clarifying the scoring, though, seeing as we um, ended up having to wait for half of this, this week's or last week's predictions, is that only half a win for Matt, just just saying?
0: It's half a week win. half uh, it, 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 Because of the way we're doing it this week... Uh, you will get half a win, and uh, next week we will clarify whether it's a full win or not. What I can tell you, what I can tell you at time of recording is, it looks like somebody is definitely bringing back the points. So, three games for the second half of the week. One is in play right now. Two to play tomorrow, so we will have to leave those predictions on ice. Keep that powder dry. So um, I believe it's been a quiet week uh, news-wise. Nothing, uh, nothing trending on Twitter this afternoon. That's for sure. Um, so it's either going to be more, more, more predictions. Or talking about the lack of things. Trending on Twitter this afternoon.
1: Paul. Well why don't we go through. Next week's games. And then that will. Lead us on nice. Actually no. We could do the the news. Because there's only really one thing. That's kind of happened. Which would then lead us nicely into. The uh, well at least one of the games. That we're going to be predicting for next week. Um. Yeah, obviously, everything that's going on in the world with with, um, the situation in Ukraine and obviously the knock-on effect of all that and obviously Roman Abramovich having the sanctions placed against him him by the UK government has meant that obviously Chelsea have got a load of sanctions against them. Uh, They're only allowed to spend so much money per game, um, so much money on transportation, blah, blah, blah.
3: <laughs> they they could only spend twenty grand on travelling to a to a game. I was like, oh oh my god, how all twenty grand? <laughs> well, you say yeah, that, and, oh, they, and they covered
2: just to point out that, that they had the twenty grand put on there. And then after the first interview I saw after that got announced was old Tommy Tinkle talking about how they'd flown to Norwich. What the fuck, man? They live in London
1: drive don't get the airplane I remember that I remember that Arsenal got in a load of shit about that a couple of years ago when they played Norwich and they got they got absolutely hammered for the fact that they'd taken a 20 minute flight from London to Norfolk or Norwich back country international airport or whatever it's class stars and stuff like that um, And then obviously, like there was the there was the talk of how bad it is for the environment, etc., etc. But it's—I mean, that's that's just nonsense, isn't it? Like you say, London, London to Norfolk is not going to be any more than a three or four-hour drive, and that is a perfectly like acceptable amount of time to be sat in a in a luxury coach with reclining seats or even beds. Dare I say? Standard of the coaches. They, they're
3: not. It's not like you're catching the what's it? What do we The
1: mega bus. <laughs>
3: well, not getting on the mega <laughs> <laughs> You're catching your kind of thing. You've got to go space. Um, you know, Lukaku's uh, got to stand up and hold the rail. Kind of thing. You kind of. <laughs> it's,
2: uh, it's not. It's um, yeah. It's not. They're not. It's not a devastating kind of thing, is it? Just, uh, by, by Google Maps, even if they drove stadium to stadium, it is about two and a half hours. Now, that is on a toll road, so, you know, that might push them close to their 20 grand for spending a couple of quid to, to go down the right motorway. But, yeah, two and a half hours that could have been on a bus. It's
1: absolutely insane. Just, uh, just, just to briefly... Um... Just to briefly, just uh, dip off this for a second, in the uh, in the current Birmingham versus Middlesbrough game, uh, Middlesbrough just had a, a, a second goal uh, chalked off for an offside flag that came thirty seconds, at least, after the ball hit the net, and the players were celebrating. Still offside, then, yeah. Surely so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. Obviously, all these sanctions have come in to say that they can't sell any more tickets. Um, obviously, they're only allowed... The season tickets have sold so far, um, and uh, that that caused an argument today for them to say that um, because they'd only managed to sell, I think it was 600 tickets so far for the away end at Middlesbrough for the FA Cup game that's due this coming Saturday, um, that they felt that in the, uh, in the interest of what was the word they used? The integrity of the game.
0: I I have it right here if you need it.
1: Oh please, Andrew, if you wouldn't mind.
0: Um uh, da, 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 da. For matters of sporting integrity.
1: There you go. Sporting integrity, ladies and gentlemen. Said, said uttered uttered by a you know, an employee of Chelsea Football Club you, uh, you know up there with the um, the most integral of all UK based football clubs in the last 20 years
0: well well, there's two responses to this I presume you're going to get to one of them um, so I'll just uh, the the follow up there is Middlesbrough described as ironic in the extreme
1: oh, it was an absolute joke but like, there are right so not only so, the, the argument was that they wanted to have the game played behind closed doors, so have no supporters whatsoever. So, not only did they want to, obviously, they're, they're annoyed that they can't sell more tickets, but they were already willing to throw the 600 people that had already bought tickets under the bus to uh, not have them in the stadium. Um, it's the the request has since been withdrawn uh, upon. Um, uh, upon requests from their own supporters group was one of the people who told them to re- withdraw it um, it was discussed in, it was I don't, it wasn't in Parliament but it was discussed with MPs today and the liaison from the FA um it, it's an absolute shit show. and it was just it's just the idea that um, going back to the twenty thousand play uh, the twenty thousand pound cost on the away travel. Um, someone from Sky Sports News today did say that, for, on average, for for the for the uh, the travelling costs to go to a game such as Middlesbrough, so I'm assuming they're using like Newcastle as an equivalency, it would cost them sixty grand on average. It's
3: kind of thing is with that. Aside from the fact you said they were throwing six hundred supporters in front of a bus, no, they were throwing it in front of a twenty grand private jet. Um, but um, the fact of the, the matter is Is that they fly up You know, so even if they flew up You know, fly up to Newcastle Which is not I mean, it's a five hour drive Which, you know, fair enough But it's the fact that they drive their own coach Up here as well So they fly up on the private jet And then their own coach comes And takes them And I'm just like I mean, No wonder the world is eft because you know and, and and talking about the integrity thing take their owner out of it they're the least the club with the least integrity pre obramovich and post obramovich they're just they're, they're a scummy 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 club
0: well are we are we gonna are we gonna cover Steve Gibson's response to this
1: give it now if you want
0: Middlesbrough chairman Steve Gibson has responded furiously. To Chelsea's request to play their FA Cup quarterfinal at the Riverside Stadium behind closed doors. In quotes. Chelsea and sporting integrity do not belong in the same sentence. End quote. <laughs> that, that, that made my my <laughs> afternoon. I read that and it was <laughs> just like...
2: they have seen who you guys have put out in the last few rounds. They're just frightened. Just frightened of, uh, of the Borough, clearly.
1: Well, it's not even not even friend of the borough, friend of the borough supporters. Obviously, it's not. They obviously they've got no problems about the team. They're obviously thinking, "Ah, oh, we'll just deal with those shit houses on the pitch. It's fine." But with those fans in the stands, ooh no, we can't we can't compete with that. That's uh, that's that's just not possible. What? There's only there's only 600 Chelsea headhunters. Oh no, can't be doing that. Can't have them going up against the Palmo army. <laughs> so yeah. So it's um it, it's all a bit of a nonsense it caused a bit of a storm and a teacup within sort of the, the, the space of the two three hours that it was it was announced and then retracted but yeah I think it's um, it was, trend- the, the, the
0: it was trending. Night, it was trending quite high on Twitter
1: oh yeah it was it was a massive it was, it was a massive thing but surprise surprisingly enough chelsea not getting any sympathy from any groups of supporters funny that um but the the thing that annoyed me the most was the fact that they said that oh we're not allowed to sell any more tickets hmm how about this for an idea how about you give some away how about you just give them to the supporters that have already sort of paid for other things during the season right i have i have questions about this because obviously
2: i knew that this would come up because this is like the, the big news i guess so historically, am I right in thinking that during the cup ties, they sell all the tickets or as many tickets as they can sell, and then it get the pot gets split between the clubs, right? Correct. So, if they didn't sell any more Chelsea tickets, but then they sold the the rest, you know, the full full capacity minus six hundred to Borough fans, surely some of that money would be going to Chelsea anyway, right? Well this is, this is the thing so I don't so I I think it's going to be a I case of I can see the logic in them saying behind closed doors in that respect because then that stops all the, the business about what money goes where but surely the only right thing to do would be pack the place full of home fans because you know it's their own fucking fault and the 50% that would go to Chelsea send it to pay for all like the supplies and stuff that are going out to the front line
1: Yeah I mean, there's like... This is this is what I don't understand. So, obviously, if they do go through, which obviously we'll cover in the predictions, which I'm pretty sure 95% of people would presume they probably will beat Borough because they're a better team, etc., etc. They'll obviously get... They'll obviously qualify for prize money. Now, do they get that prize money? Does it go into, like, some sort of holding account that the government are in control of or the FA is in control of? It's... It's all ridiculous, and like when it comes to away supporters going to Stamford Bridge, I don't know if that works either. Because I never, I never really understand understand whether which club gets the the proceeds of the away tickets. Because I think we've we've had a conversation before when there was it was well, like we're talking over ten years ago but there was a game where Hull played Middlesbrough at the Riverside. All the Hull fans I think had paid thirty quid for the tickets all the home supporters, unless they were season season ticket holders, had paid a tenner. And obviously I don't know if that I don't know if just like all the 40, the thirty pounds for all the away ticket holders went straight to Middlesbrough or if it went to Hull as part of their agreement. I don't know I don't know how it works. I'm I'm pretty sure back in back in
2: those days I think Like the clubs had to so say say like say Hull were coming to Borough and Borough said right you can have two thousand tickets Hull would have to I think pay for those two thousand tickets and then any they didn't sell they would return and then it would balance out that way so effectively it would be Borough still getting all the money for it one like one way or
1: the other. Because obviously that that opens its own like sort of can of worms as well, doesn't it? Like it's a case of well, does that mean you can't have away supporters at Stamford Bridge mm. and things like that? But I, I imagine they've, 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 I think they've, appealed, they've appealed, haven't they? they, they or the, the Chelsea Supporters Club, I think, have appealed on behalf of the club to the to the UK government to say like the sanctions have put on are too too restrictive and things like that, and they need the need sort of changes to be made to make it accessible for the for the supporters. To be able to sort of carry on, going to games, etc., etc., and I would, I would agree with that. I know, but like again,
2: there are there are people losing their lives. There are <laughs> there are families, and yet you know, just just because uh, old Terry can't get himself down to Stamford Bridge for his glass of jar of fucking jelly deals, get your priorities in order, love. Not a chance. I, I, if do you know what. They, got, they were happy to jump into bed with him all those years ago. Tough shit now.
1: Yeah, and the one and the ones that are going to games aren't exactly helping themselves by when there's a minute applause or a minute silence or whatever for like, you know hmm. the victims of the situation in Ukraine singing the uh, name of the owner. It's not yep. exactly. Uh, it's not exactly painting yourselves in the best light, is it? It's uh, that's something more akin to our. Our white-shirted brethren from down in West Yorkshire, dare I say? It. So, well, I thought, you see, that's the real match that everybody
2: wants to predict on the podcast. It should be Ryan Yates versus the Chelsea fans for ultimate
1: shithouseery, right? <laughs> Who well, I don't know. I think I think if you if you listen carefully, you can hear Duncan Watmore just sort of like uh, clipping around the edges, just asking for his input into the, uh, into the <laughs> what the throw is at in the ring. <laughs> he said he said good things from Stu about him so you know <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a tricky situation to say the least and uh, um, one that one that we probably can't discuss any further without taking a very short break to uh, you know refuel the uh, the, uh, one, the the offers and whatnot
2: one thing that I will say just to round up the chelsea chat is that by Friday of this this current week, the uh, preferred bidder is going to be revealed for the takeover of the club. So uh, we'll find out how intent the UK government are on uh, fucking them over (laughs) by saying if they'll sell them to somebody who could actually run it, or if uh, the local ice cream man is now taking over
1: and uh, is going to just let it implode. We shall find out. Can, can you imagine if it turns out that the preferred bidder is a man by the name of Kenneth Bates? <laughs> it's it's Boris Johnson. It's been his whole plan all along
2: because he wants to take over Chelsea. I mean,
3: one of the guys... Bombshell. One of the guys, he's married to Holly Valance of uh, Neighbours, V. I don't remember
2: from Neighbours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. me. <There.
3: laughs>
0: music videos and such and on that bombshell bombshell, we will take a very short break and we'll come back and predict some football games so uh, you know, join us in mere seconds we'll be right back
1: recording in progress
0: recording is allegedly in progress and we are Back. So, the question on everybody's lips is, is there any more news to cover?
1: I have
2: a little bit of uh, Hull City news, you know, on the Middlesbrough, Northern Forest, Hull City podcast. Uh, it's not very big. Um, it? It's, unfortunately for Hull City fans, there is good news and bad news, so we'll start with the bad news. And the bad news is that Nathan Baxter has been pretty much confirmed that he's not going to return from injury until after the international break, which is the goalkeeper that we've got on loan from aforementioned Chelsea. Um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for his sake that Hull are paying his wages, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's, goalkeeper's been a bit of a, a rough position, especially in the terms of the guys trying to hold it down over the last sort of four or five games. So um yeah we could do with them back and it just seems to have been extended that a little bit longer now um but the good news bit in a way is that um the the new owner is is already making good on his word to put the focus back on the football and the, the focus on the fans and has taken it upon himself to rename one of the stands within the ground um, missed this last week, should have picked it up last week but um, at the West Brom game, they have now renamed the East stand in honour of the club's record goalscorer. scorer so um, the East stand is now the Chris Chilton stand, uh, Chris passed away in May of last year, uh, they, obviously they couldn't really do too much at the time because of all the, the rules and regs and what have you um, so the the new owner has, uh, has gone in as soon as he could, I guess, and then started to make right on a few few things football wise. And um, just for the record, Chris Chilton scored two hundred and twenty-two goals in four hundred and seventy-seven appearances for the club uh, in a eleven, roughly eleven-year spell between nineteen sixty and nineteen seventy-one.
0: Good work.
1: Are they uh, are they planning on doing any more stands or? Um, nothing
2: yet. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, but then they will also have to strike the balance of the fact that they're sponsored by other companies um, yeah. and are effectively removing revenue if they do it. Um, yeah. I think they were always going to get away with renaming some financially on the basis of it's now the MKM Stadium and MKM sponsored some of the stands before. So right, okay.
1: it, it was kind it's of neither in or there. It's just because I know that I think... I don't know if this was back when Man City... It must have been when they moved into the new stadium, but um, there was, I'm pretty sure there was either talk or there was an internet poll. was an internet the, poll. Of, I know exactly where you're Matt going with this one. Matt knows where I'm going with this. So yeah, there was an internet poll where, uh, where the fans could suggest a name for an ex-player who could, you know, be give it, have their name given to one of the stands. Um, and it just so happens that Man City have a former player who was actually quite good for him called Colin Bell. Now there's uh, there's talk that maybe some Man United fans may have got wind of this and hijacked said internet poll and uh, just managed to throw their support behind Colin Bell getting one of the na- one of the stands named after him because let's be honest, who wouldn't want to go and stand in the bell end? <laughs> I'll leave it at that, but you know.
3: Exceptional work.
0: Any more news? Got a bit of Forest uh, news. Um,
3: the The four nil win came at a cost. Um, so Steve Cook and Max Lowe, the left side of defence, are out for six weeks. So Steve Cook's done his ankle, and Max Lowe's got a he's had a groin problems that we all um, uh, all season. But it seems to be a slight problem with his groin again. Um, And then, you know, just 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 to brighten Paul's week, Um, Ryan Yates has re-upped with Forrest till 2025. So you know we get to get loads of lovely lovely Ryan Yates discussions for the next three years at least, Um, along with who's a goalkeeper. Uh, He's a young young lad. and we'll see
1: where that one goes, kind of thing. the the one The one good thing about Yates Re-signing on with Forest is the fact that there was a couple of seasons ago there was rumours that Borough were after him in the transfer That's market. That. So at least that puts that to bed. He Ain't going to be anywhere near the Riverside unless he's very,
3: you know, in a there's Forest a nice, tour. There's a very nice photo on the Forest Twitter of him like signing like his first kind of like signing for Forest as a, a Ute. Uh, in his Forest tracky, and then obviously signing another contract kind of thing.
1: I thought it was quite a kind of thing, you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a, a battler, shall we call him? I think we all know what he is, but you know, very good footballer. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah we got goal machine. That's 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 the phrase I was looking for. Yeah. In, in terms of
2: podcast news, is there anything on the, the return of Mister Sixty Goals himself?
3: Um, I think in in the words the immortal words of Zach Gibson soon <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, it'll be, it'll be like Baxter for us it'll be the international break for whatever reason all of the injuries that have taken time have magically disappear during the one weekend that they get off considering you know they've not played football for two months already or whatever it might be I
3: think if uh, if if they were if they were losing and not, not scoring goals, then I think the rush would have been a little bit more urgent. But I think the fact that Davis has come in and and is playing well and they're scoring and Surridge has come in and scored got his black like, opened his account. I don't think there's a
1: massive rush. I think they want him right to say, you know. I can't say it out too loud, but you know, possible playoff put. Yeah, I was I was going to say that they're probably like, probably lucky in that in that fact that the one position on the pitch where they can probably afford to like give it a little bit of extra time is up front at the minute when they've got a couple of different options there. So I mean, they even they could have, they could probably just play Johnson as a central striker if they wanted to. The so... Yeah, yeah, so
2: I just didn't want to miss out on any points. That's all. Don't
3: worry, I'll let you all know when he's back and fit. <laughs>
0: Is that all from a news perspective? Then surely all that can be left at this point in time is to predict some football games. We've got a bit of a mixed bag this week. Because for for some teams it's just a a standard run-of-the-mill football game. For other teams it's cup football. Cup-based football. However... First game of the week is Hull City Going up against Luton Town uh, Stu, as always you'll pick last I've already gone in on the book this week But Matt, why don't you let me know what you think's going to happen In the whole Luton Town game
3: I've gone for a 2 old draw
0: Lovely stuff. And in my rush to do the uh, predictions, I got to get some
3: uh, looting teams, uh, looting players. Uh, so I've got four. All I've got KLP and Honeyman, I've got Cornick. And uh, add a bio.
0: Okay, um, I've got Hull City down to win. Just, uh, just cheeky one 0 uh, I have also got Lewis Potter down to score. Paul.
1: trying to check to see how Luton got on at the weekend they lost 2-1 on Sunday to QPR that's why I can't find them yeah they were 1-0 up against QPR yeah hmm they're one of those teams that are in and around the playoffs so it would be handy if Hull could just you know send them packing so I'll put that request in now Stu if that's alright yeah well, we'll get to that shortly I will go for a sneaky a sneaky 1-0 home win lovely stuff <clears throat> you'll want a goal scorer though won't you oh, if you've got <laughs> one lying around it's almost like he's done this before Andy <laughs> uh, right, let's have a look who was in the team on Saturday I'd uh, I'd you know, I'd, you know I'd, just, I'd just take a goal scorer from Saturday but as we uh, as we discussed, couldn't do that for either of the uh, Hull or the Borough games. So, um, i will go for a very, very rare Richie Smallwood goal. I reckon it'll be like he'll—he'll pick the ball up about forty yards out, carry it. No one'll close him down. he will will unleash one from thirty-five yards that'll—that'll that'll actually rip the stanchion off and uh, you know they'll have to fix the goal afterwards That's a very specific prediction, if that doesn't happen Andy, don't give him the point <laughs> Yes, yeah, so if it's a tap in from two <coughs> yards I only get <coughs> half a point
0: no <laughs> Stu, what's your team doing this week?
2: Uh, well, my, my team will be playing before my very eyes this weekend as we are taking the boys, so Um, Last time that the new owner, again with the the doing right by the fans thing, he decided to do um, kids and guests of pass holders for £2 a ticket. So, last time out they did it against Barnsley, um, thinking that they would see a decent crowd midweek and also probably pick up some points. I don't know if anybody can remember the predictions from a few weeks ago, but uh, Barnsley did in fact win that game, 2-0, and City were absolutely terrible. So, I'm assuming they might get a bit of a rocket up their ass about that this time around, and in a very rare podcast outing, I am predicting a Hull win. Uh, So I'm going to go for Hull 2, Luton 1. Weirdly, Paul brought this name up before, but I do have Bell down to uh, score for, for Luton. Okay. And for City, I will go for George Honeyman to score one. And... Man. I'm going to go for Force for the uh, second... Smallwood's a weird prediction for you Paul He's a real Marmite player for our team People either seem to literally love him Or hate him,
1: he him. I, th-
2: I think he's one of them players Where he looks like he
1: does nothing But when he's not in the side They're a little bit more laps Well he probably learned it all In the, uh, in the, the hard T-side Shipyards and stuff like that So
0: <laughs> Okay switching over to FA cup flavored football we've got the already mentioned Middlesbrough going up against the uh, the, the, the sporting integrity uh, club Chelsea um, this is one of those where I was like I'd I love, I love seeing like certain <coughs> certain teams putting like putting one on the bigger teams and stuff. So uh, I've got Middlesbrough to win one nil. It's true. Spora to score the goal. Anybody want to? Uh, anybody want to up that? Matt Stew. Any takers? I'll
3: go. Um, I've gone for Middlesbrough one. Chelsea three. Okay. <clears throat> Crooks to score for Middlesbrough. Uh Pulisic <clears throat> just to you know throw a spanner in the works to score one for Chelsea and Lukaku to get two.
0: Okay. Stu.
2: Uh, it, within the 90 minutes, I have gone for 1-1. Um, as Matt said, Crooks to score for Borough because he likes a, a big day in against the big teams. So, uh, And I've gone for Mason Mount to score for Chelsea.
0: Okay. Paul.
1: 0-2. I'd like to think that they, they you know, they'll they'll probably use the sort of like the nonsense that's come out in the last couple, of, like of so in the last day or so, it's, like it's sort of firing up a little bit. But I still think Chelsea have way too much from um, a much better team than Man United or Spurs. Um, so I'll go for um, it's it's normally players that I don't like or like that that score. So I'll go for uh, Callum Hudson Odoi and Ruben Loftus Cheek. To score because I don't understand how lost we the sheet was anywhere near the England squad that went to the World Cup in 2018. So, <laughs> I mean, not that you hold a grudge or anything, Paul, but you... absolutely mental. I mean, like he—I think they actually—they actually showed up his stats, mate. Like, He—he uh, was on his like fourth or something cap for England, and he'd had 30 games at senior level, and it was like, what the fuck is this? Why is he anywhere near that squad? Absolutely disgraceful. Um. But yeah, he'll probably play. He'll probably look like an absolute world beater and he'll probably score from about eighty-five yards out
0: worth. <laughs> Our final game is also FA Cup flavoured. It's Nottingham Forest going up against Liverpool. Uh Matt, you will pick last. Um Look, and and I, I, I need to get I need to get it out in the open. I, I've had to go against my normal way of picking games. I'm sorry, but I've had to put Nottingham Forest down to lose this game. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to see it, and I normally I would predict the way I want to see it go, but um, I have gone with a one-two. Here, uh, obviously Johnson's getting in on the action. Um, I did my I did my best to pick players that I thought would A actually still be playing and B were going to score. So I've gone with Diaz and Sala Just go for Liverpool. Uh, Stew. Yep. Um.
2: Of the two teams that we have on the podcast still in the FA Cup, I, I think Forrest are more likely to probably try and actually play, no offence Paul actually play some football but I think that if they do that, Liverpool will probably just overrun it, so unfortunately Matt I have gone for a Liverpool 3-0 win Um, and I've gone for Salah for two and Mane for the other, because again I think they'll not only smell the fact that they're quite close to the, tr- the the final but they'll also see what Forrest have done to the other sides that they've played on the way through so I think they'll put out a decent side
0: I originally put Mane down and then changed
1: my, my pick Paul um, Paul So I'm just checking to see if my guy that I want to pick is actually sort of fit and in the squad at the minute um. yeah I'm going for a 2-0 Liverpool win I'll go for Firmino to get one of the goals I was going to go for Minamino but he doesn't look to have been in the squad the last couple of weeks so he might be injured so I'll <laughs> go for Curtis Jones to get the goal Is that not just one player but just like
2: with a bit of a stammer it's like Firmino Minamino <laughs> Could be. <laughs> That's the Jan Verneck or a Pessling shirt all over again.
0: <laughs> so what I'm what I'm looking for here, Matt, is a is a heavy Nottingham Forest win.
3: Uh, it's a heavy win for somebody. Uh, I've gone for one four to Liverpool. I think it could be a bit of a stuffing.
0: Jeebus! Goal scorers.
3: Uh, Johnson for Forest, just you know, push it over that 30 million mark, uh, and then I've got Salah, Jota, Origi, and of course, of course he bloody wood, because you yeah, know that's a, that's the way it is. Henderson.
0: Okay, there we go. That is them. Their games predicted. Uh, as previously mentioned, we will be rolling up with uh, the second half of what will now become last week's predictions. Even though two of the games haven't played, obviously, you know, we we've, we've probably covered this enough. I think people probably get it. I just want to make sure we're all on the we're all on the same page. That's the games predicted. So we've done some of the uh, reviews of the games, uh, we've done the news, we've done football predicting, that can surely only mean that there's one thing left and it's the any other business section. Does anybody have anything else they want to cover? Did anybody manage to grab a light-hearted story to finish on?
1: Oh, I've got something, it, 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 probably the opposite of a light-hearted, but it is... Humorous or amusing to say the least. So, not championship related, but it is football related. So, obviously, Everton uh, uh, having an absolutely appallingly bad season. And uh, I saw something that had flashed up on Twitter. Now, there is every possibility that this could just be one of those prank tweets or, you know, someone's taking the piss, putting two and two together and getting 85 or whatever. But, there is, a, there is a quote, there is a tweet that's gone out that says this is from Purely Football so at Purely Football on Twitter Evan have had more players appear in court than Premier League wins since September. Three wins, four players appear in court.
3: Ooh.
1: So <laughs> do with that what you will but just a just a, just an odd an odd an odd thing to to, just to finish the, the week on really. There's there's a stat for you.
0: anybody anybody else got any other business?
3: the only one I think I shared it with you guys was the uh, the Portuguese league game uh, where I think it was uh, so the mascot of Atlético Mineiro. The Galo Doído, Portuguese for "mad rooster," has been suspended for one match due to intimidating behaviour after blocking an opposition player during celebrations. There, I, I, you can't really see it there, but as he runs away, there he goes, the mad rooster. <laughs> <Locking>. <laughs> Kind of thing, but yeah, I, I just enjoyed the one-game suspension as well, kind of thing. For yeah. is, so, it, yeah, that,
1: is it the
0: that, mascot that's been suspended for a game, or is it the the the, the guy in the suit? <laughs> I assume the the guy in the suit
3: and possibly the mascot of both like you're you know you're out and yeah 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 you can go. I
0: take well, your costume
2: kind of with you. I, I really hope that they've like they sit him in the top of the stand in like handcuffs or something just like make a point of zooming in on the TV
1: no 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 what they need to do is they need to go one step further than that. because he's a rooster they need to build a cage and then they <laughs> say that they've had to cage the rooster and so far like he can just sit there like you know just giving it rock all on the bars <laughs> and stuff for the entire 90 minutes that's the way to do it
0: well there we go I, I was going to make a. Uh, <coughs> I was going to make a joke and then realise it probably wasn't overly appropriate for uh, for a, no. a, a child friendly podcast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, if if there's nothing else, if there's no f- no football funnies left, then I will thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, and Mr. Williams, especially, uh, to take these lovely people through the sometimes murky world that is known as football we will be back next week in some sort of capacity to talk about the games that were predicted, have been predicted and maybe not to predict if there's a break
1: we'll have have England games to cover
0: wonderful well, look forward to that utter joy next week it's just so Matt can pick Jordan Henderson
2: two weeks running
0: right gentlemen thank you very much and I'll catch you next time so there you go what do you think to that more games to come a lot more games to come might even be an international break coming but we'll still be here talking football before you go, while I've got you, please do consider subscribing. Like, share, comment, all of those wonderful things we can do with uh, with our, I don't know, podcasts, I guess. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. Over there, we've got links to social media and email. You can drop us a line, get in touch with us through many means, and we encourage you to do so. There we go, that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.